What's up? This is Adrian Ray from Vagrant Queen, and you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Spooky scary. Boys becoming men. Men becoming werewolf by night. It's Thinking Outside the Long Box. I was. I'm never sure if you're going to say something after the intro. <laughs> Have you seen Thirty Rock? Uh, I every once in a while, some shows here and there's there. a music video on that where they do like a adolescence becoming a werewolf, and that's like the song. <laughs> <laughs> Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. <laughs> so we are obviously talking about Werewolf by Night. Is an American television special directed by Michael Giacchino and written by Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron for the streaming service Disney Plus, based on the Marvel Comics. F- character featuring the character of the same name it's the first marvel Studios special presentation in the marvel cinematic universe sharing continuity with the films and television series of the franchise the special was produced by marvel studios and follows the secret group of monster hunters as they compete for a powerful relic while going up against a dangerous monster so this movie kind of came out of nowhere for me like I didn't see anything like oh, yeah, me too. Werewolf like, by Night. I remember it just I, appeared. I went, I went to work and one of my coworkers was like, "Did you see Werewolf by Night?" I'm like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "That's not gonna be like a movie movie." <laughs> <laughs> and hey, I'll, I'll preempt this with, "I like this movie." So do I. Or uh, is it a movie? It was like a show. They called it a special. To me, okay. it felt it felt like a movie. It's uh, how long? It's 53 minutes. So I guess it's probably like a show, yeah. <laughs> special episode. I kind of feel like Marvel's just like swinging for the fences now, though. I feel like they've had a couple flops, and they're just like, let's make something fucking weird. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool it. as shit, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have any problem with it. But, it. but I feel like that's how their last couple movies have been. It's been like, ah, oh, shit, that space movie didn't do very good. Like, fucking just do Thor Love and Thunder just like Ragnarok. Oh, that didn't get as much love. Fucking black and white werewolf movie? I don't know. <laughs> Throw it in there. Like, see, see if it sticks. I think that they judge... I think execs judge a lot of what ha- is good or not also by how much money it makes, too. And I think yeah. Thor Love and Thunder, while it wasn't as perceived as well by the fans, even though I thought it was good, um, Actually, it still I, made know, shit tons of money. So, Well, I'm sure that like, the end-all, be-all like, executive, that's what they care about. Yeah. But I don't think that they don't listen. When, no, I, I, I don't the fans disagree are, with like, you. Because like I think it gets like pretty rotten reviews, which I really don't understand honestly either. It was just different. It was different like from it. the last one. I, I didn't like want it to too. be exactly like the last one. I do agree that like I mean you could take Thor a little bit more seriously. Like I feel like his character should be growing a little bit. And he's like, <laughs> he did grow. He learned to love himself as a fat guy, the and then he grew like yeah, I'm gonna get myself back together. He's, he's learned very, to love. Like he did grow. He's very jokey all the time, <laughs> and so like to me, I felt like it was a little overdone in that movie, but I still like that movie. Right. The only part I had brought with that movie was I thought that they wasted like a Thanos tier bad guy in like one movie. Yeah. Like, it made no sense to me. Yeah, you should go check out that episode we talked about it. But um maybe not Thanos tier, but he's up there. He's not like a one movie bad villain. Right. But, yeah, I don't I, I honestly like the other movie too that everybody hates. So the Celestial movie or whatever it is. The Eternals? 
I didn't have a problem with it. They're coming back too. I think they're they're making a sequel of it. I don't. I don't. I. I don't know. I don't know. People I, just want Iron Man. I'm very easily entertained. So for it's me, like Iron Man died. They're like, fuck Marvel movies now. It died with Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna go watch them all. Fuck them. So. Werewolf by Night. Uh, it sounds like the hunter leader has died, and so the wife of the hunter leader is gathering a bunch of top tier hunters in order for them to prove who will take up his mantle. And so they're hunting a yet to be seen monster that has like a the some little pendant. I forgot what the fuck the, the little the bloodstone. That's yeah, what it's called. The bloodstone on him to like make him weaker. Yeah. And whoever can get the bloodstone takes up the mantle of this guy. It seems weird to make him weaker to find out who the next. <laughs> but... <laughs> and that thing is man thing, by the way. Yes. So um, you well, got the coolest part of the show. I think a man thing was. I don't know anything about man thing. I don't Neither read man do thing. I, but, but I it did was... not know that he fucking melted people. <laughs> it was so cool. The surprise of him being like this dude's friend and then seeming to be a really, really strong creature of some sort. But also like a little puppy was really cool to me. I don't, I don't know why. Um, I'm a big fan. It looked great. The, the, the acting was fine. The creature effects were cool. Uh, apparently, people orgasmed when Man-Thing came out. Like I, like I said, I don't know anything about him, but I heard nothing but great things about it. I don't think anybody knows anything about him. But <laughs> there's like a, neat, a niche, and I'm completely comfortable saying this like as a fact. There is a niche select group of comic book fans that were before this whole hype were into the Midnight Suns characters, which is like Werewolf by Night. Man Thing predates that. Mm. I know, I think he even predates Swamp Thing, if I'm correct, but I'm a huge Swamp Thing fan and I never really got into Man Thing. I don't know why. He seems cool as fuck. Like, I may be a fan going on. I may look at new things. I bought the new ones that came out that was written by R.L. Stein, which I thought was cool too. Uh, huh. He did like a little five series thing. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to like dig into like him now, but like, I always think it's so weird that all of a sudden people were like, you man thing. I'm like, motherfucker, I've been in the comics for a long time. Never once heard anyone <laughs> say anything about man thing except for maybe Gabe once. Like, there's a select group of people who like it. Same thing with the, the, the Namor thing pisses me off, too. I'm like, Namor, like, you motherfuckers called me a faggot for years. I've had people like straight hate on me for that shit. They're like, he's the gayest. I'm like, do you even know anything about <laughs> Not that well known. But that's what the MCU does, I guess. <laughs> it's like when people were like, Puck, Puck was at the end of the Celestials. I'm like, who the fuck's Puck? You don't know who it is. So Swamp Thing... The Black Knight came out in July of 1971, and Man Thing came out in May of 1971. So he does predate him, but by a month, a two That's months. Crazy that they basically. <laughs> I doubt they rushed Swamp Thing out that fast. I mean, they were probably in production at the same time. Oh, I'm sure. I guarantee. Which is they crazy were. that they're that similar. I mean, looking. <laughs> I don't think they're similar at all as far as like powers and shit. 
Yeah, I don't know anything about Man Thing. I, I know Swamp Thing. I'm, I like Swamp Thing. I'm not again. Swamp Thing is another thing that I, I attached myself more to because I'm a Constantine fan, and so he's on a ton of Constantine stuff. Well, and so Constantine just, comes from his book, right? Right. So I was just like, ah, cool. Like, but but I I fell I fell in love with Constantine before I did Swamp Thing. Yeah, so. I think most people did. I've always liked him. I don't know. I don't know when I got into him, but I remember he's one of the first comic book characters I liked, though. Constantine or Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. I, probably just because I randomly was Swamp Thing books around. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's not much more. That's. I mean, that's the same reason why I like fucking Submariner. It's not. It's not complicated. I like undersea shit and like space <laughs> shit. And like, I fucking ran into Namor first. Had I run into Aquaman first, I probably would like Aquaman. Like, it's. I don't think it's that complicated, but. <laughs> um, it has to be the same thing with Swamp Thing because Swamp Thing, I remember it was like Fantastic Four, then Spawn, then like Swamp Thing for me, and then that branched out into other shit. And like Namor's very close to that too at the beginning. So it's like, it's a very convoluted line. So Man Thing was created by Stan Lee, Roy Thomas, and Jerry Conway. Um, and artist Gray Morrow. He first appeared in Savage Tales number one, like I said, in May of 1971. He is Dr. Theodore Ted Salas. Um, I don't know what uh, his abilities are. Superhuman strength, durability and stamina, empathetic senses, chlorokinetic regeneration. I don't know what the hell that means. Ah, There you go. Size alteration, corrosive chemical secretion, Teleportation, portal creation, apparently, fear empowerment, reality guardianship, and plant manipulation. Okay, fuck, maybe they are very similar powers, (laughs) I don't know. Was Swamp Thing, who was Swamp Thing, who created Swamp Thing? Let's take a look at that. I don't know, I know Alan Moore as the writer of Swamp Thing, he wasn't even the original writer, but his run on Swamp Thing is the one that's amazing. He don't, nobody wants to even talk about him anymore. Alan Moore doesn't want to talk about comics at all. I don't care. He still makes some amazing <laughs> comic books at one time. Oh, Len Wein and Ber- Bernie Wrightson created uh, Swamp Thing, of course. Uh, Bernie Wrightson is fucking famous for his Swamp Thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I feel like the story actually gets amazing once Alan Moore takes it over. Not that Bernie's not awesome. Bernie's art's awesome. But um, he's a totally different character before Alan Moore gets a hold of him. Len Wein is still, I think he's still alive, right? He may be. I think Bernie Wrightson passed away like five years ago. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't that long ago. But um, the other – so we – I mean it's essentially a race to find – to just get back on track. It's a race to find Man-Thing, which we don't know was a thing. Um, and they, in the middle of all that, they find out that uh, Jack – is that his name? Jack Russell, the other guy? Um, he and man he went in to find Man-Thing because him and Man-Thing are friends. And so he wanted to save him. He didn't want to... trying to help him escape. Yeah, and he's a werewolf, which nobody knows about Jack Russell. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a werewolf by night. Um, and so he's in there just or trying to help he? his friend. <laughs> um, the, the daughter of the Bloodstone is Elsa Bloodstone. She's there to, I think, take over, but she doesn't really give a fuck about her family's name, but I think she wants to still take over. Is yeah. what I gathered. She wants her what's hers, she says. A lot. Yeah, so at the end of the 
short episode, um, they find out that Jack Russell is a werewolf, and they try to entrap him, and then they try to kill him. He ends up escaping and murdering everybody except for the mom. Um, and then I think Man-Thing murders the mom, right? Mm-hmm. No, the daughter murders the mom. The daughter murders the mom. Man-Thing comes in later, and she's like, he went he went that way because <laughs> Jack escapes. <laughs> Uh, there's like a cool after credit scene where they're just like camping and they're just hanging out together. Like I thought that was funny too, but, um, it has a 91% critic score and a 90% audience score. So it's, it's very well liked as well. Yeah. I like the, I like the show a lot. I think I would be in that, in that range as well. It's shot in a, it almost feels like it's on film. It feels very old timey. Yeah. They definitely did that. Um, I don't know what you'd call that, but they made it to seem like it's an old-timey movie. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, it, there's not much to say. Again, the plot is that they're trying to hunt this thing, and his friend's trying to save him. And, I mean, there's not really much beyond that. I think they're um, trying to, like, overall, they're trying to introduce that, like, um, supernatural side of Marvel. Because I think, like, Blade is coming... Blade just got put off. Um, okay, well, it's still coming. <laughs> it's coming eventually, but they just they just paused it because they lost their director, I think. And not, not a lot of not a lot of good things coming out of Blade right now. I think that they're probably. I mean, I don't know if it's like true. Or, I think that they're probably taking a second look at it because of Morbius too. But Morbius has nothing to do with Marvel. Yeah, but I think they still put feelers out. It's like. I don't think that I don't think they're not going to make it because of that. I just think that they're probably just taking a second look at it of going like, well, this like first venture in the supernatural side of Marvel did not well, um, even though we're not making it. Like, <laughs> like I think that they're just taking a pause to be like, I think that's part of it. I don't think that's all of it. Obviously, the director thing is huge, but I think they're taking like a little bit of a pause to go like, well, let's. Just take a second look at this thing and make right. sure we don't fucking make it. <laughs> Maybe fans don't want this. <laughs> Which is insane. I, I think uh, Morbius could have been. I think they could make Morbius well. Oh, I think but so But they too. don't fuck. They don't have a choice over that shit, which sucks. Yeah. Even because it's gonna have the Marvel fucking stamp on it, so everybody yeah. makes that assumption that they're making it, even though they're not. <laughs> yeah, but it's. I just come from like the idea of like talking to a lot of people, and like like you said, a lot of people aren't familiar with the fact that like. The Sony verse is totally different, right? And which is a little bit on them because they kind of like tried to push the two together <laughs> with Venom. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's such a terrible movie. <laughs> Morbius is so bad. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I don't even understand how you make a vampire movie that bad. Um, but, it was shot on eight millimeter film footage. That doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Released November 4th, 2022. I mean, it's short. It's 53 minutes, so there's obviously not a ton to talk about. But I really enjoyed it when you brought it up. I just seen it on the internet, and I had no idea it was a Marvel product, a property. And so I was like, oh, shit, this is really cool. How did the fuck did we miss this? And because it just came out of nowhere is kind of what I thought. But it, it's really good. If somehow you've gotten to this point again without going to watch fifty three minutes, you should you should go watch it. It's it's it looks great. It's acted well. You get an introduction to two uh, two new creatures that are not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe up to this point, and it is like you said on the kind of eerie, spooky side of Marvel that doesn't get a lot of attention right now. I think they should have gone a little bit more werewolfy than they did. 
They went like very minimalist werewolf. <laughs> he looked very, to me, when he was changing, it looked very American werewolf in Paris, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Which I get because like old timey, but I would have wolfed him out slightly more. Like he's, even in the comics, he's definitely more of like a, a man werewolf than like a wolf werewolf. Right. But I think I just would have, I just would have pushed it a little farther. <laughs> Than they did. They Basically, spent their they budget kind of, on Man Thing, bro. They just like bulked them up slightly <laughs> and like threw some hair in random places. So, like. I'm giving it a 92. Why not have Moon Knight in it either? Like, there's some. I feel like there was some just some misses in the Werewolf by Night. Oh, in in the so Werewolf by Night is only even remotely popular because of well, at least right now. I'm not saying they wouldn't have done it anyway because. Right. Marvel just picks whatever characters and puts them in stuff. Yeah. But, like, because of Moon Knight, is Moon Knight is introduced in Werewolf by Night. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah, I think, like, it's like 32 or something like that. But, like, it's, again, that's another thing that, like, nobody liked before it came to Marvel. I know because I bought that book for, like, $8, like, <laughs> five years ago, and it's worth, like, several hundreds of dollars now. <laughs> I bet it went 10 bucks. I don't know. It was not a lot, though. Do you think some of that is... In the general public, because I know you get a lot deeper than the general public because you're in the comic community more. Do you think that, like, there are vast swaths of people who love Moon Knight or Werewolf by Night or Man Thing, but you don't really talk about that because they've gotten the, like, nobody wants to hear your nonsense about that fucking Man Thing bullshit. You know what I mean? No, about those I don't comic think book that there bullshit. are vast swaths. I think there are, there are people who like them as characters. Like, I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. I'm just saying there's not the kind of love that you see once they get announced. And like, that's, but I'm still fine with that. Like they can go forward and like be fans of it. It's just obnoxious to hear them like talk like they were always. Giant <laughs> fans. And I was like, I, I know that you weren't like <laughs> Moon Knight is a cool character. Like, and he started getting some love. Like when Jeff Lemire did his run back on him not too long ago, but like, and that's before the show, he got a little more popular then. He's a cool character. Like, if you want to be a big fan of him, like Moon Knight, that's fine. Like, it's he's a sweet character, but it's just when all of a sudden, like Moon Knight, what's been the shit? I was like, he's not the shit. I know for a fact. Yeah, for me personally, like I love this genre. I'm not very good at remembering things, and I'm not like it's just never been my strong suit. Like, I I love Constantine. I love I love Spider Man. But if you came up to me and you like quiz me on it, I'm not. I'm gonna fail that quiz more than likely. But again, my fandom of of comicdom has only been in the last like ten or eleven years. Like, it's not. I've I never grew up with comics. It's not my thing. So I I could understand how it could come across obnoxious if you've loved something your whole life and then it's like, bitch, you were the one pushing me down when I you when I like this stuff. Yeah. The only reason that the Namor one rubs me wrong is because people. I mean, go on. You can still see it on Threads online now. People are like, Namor is just a shit character. You're fucking gay. If you're like people like fucking hate him for something. I have no idea why. I'm like, dude, where's the speedo? Like, I don't know what <laughs> like the, somebody pointed out on one thread. And Tim like tagged me on it, and I was like, "He's always a cool people." Just like didn't like him before this, and it was like, and this guy's like, "Why would you? Even, why would they even put him in a movie?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know that because the whole Wakanda Atlantis thing actually happened in comic books." <laughs> 
they're about to bring mutants into the comics, and Namor is the first mutant in Marvel. Like, so it actually fucking does make sense. Like, <laughs> if you think about it from a storyline, he's like, he's like technically the first based on publication. I was like, that matters, bitch. That means he is the first. He's not technically the first. That means he is the there first. Are, there have been older mutants than him. Uh, if you put timeline, sure, yeah, of course. Now, but in 2022, I could be like, "Oh, there was this fucking mutant in yeah. you know 1800." Like that's not yeah, yeah. how that works. <laughs> but when Namor, he's like, he's only a mutant based on this, this, and I'm just like, dude, who cares? Like, he has a long, he has, he is one of the oldest characters in Marvel. He predates Marvel. He's a Golden Age comic book character. He has all of these things, all of these ties to the MCU that they want to bring forward. He makes complete fucking sense to put in the movies. Now, it's super obnoxious because he's always been a character that I like, but he's never been a character I prioritized based on buying comics. Right. Because his comics have always been cheap as fuck. So it's like, if I want to buy this other expensive comic, I want to try to, like, based on the time. Right. Now, all of a sudden, fucking if it has Namor on it, it's worth, like, $900. <laughs> And I'm like, fuck. But even that's starting to dip away. I don't think he'll be a, a character that like fans like love forever. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be an antihero. I he always was. An he kind of seems. Well, like he that. started as a villain in the in Marvel, but he's always been an antihero. So it's like he started as a villain in Fantastic Four, number four. That's his like first appearance in like Silver Age Marvel, and then him and Doctor Doom team up in like issue six or seven or something like that, and then he, but he's not even an anti. He's just like he just gives a fuck about Atlantis, right? Right. Like he's like you fuck with my shit, I fuck with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I also I I, I like I, I know we're again we, we're talking about Werewolf by Night, but we we're off because it's some comic book talk. But like I don't think that. You are going to get away with putting a man on a movie who's just wearing a speedo, and that's like it. Like you've got to update a little bit how that looks, and if if you're the making... comic book updated how that looks, <laughs> and if you're making it like Atlantis is not really Atlantis and more kind of Aztec-y, kind of old ish, like the look makes sense to me. Like it, it makes a hundred percent sense. If you took a city that old, it might be kind of tribal like, right? And, I mean, you can't blame them for doing it because they did it with Wakanda and it was hugely popular. So they're like – they made it very African-centric right. like, and, and New Age. So, like, why wouldn't they do that again? Yeah. Take, like, a, a ancient culture and modernize it? Like, it's, it's very logical. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Plus, like, it might even be more on the side of old than logical because it's been completely separated from the rest of the world right. for, you know – However, long. yeah, for sure, definitely. Like we didn't even know they exist, but I, I, he's the coolest fuck. And the reason I know for a fact that the Namor one's a bandwagon shit too, it's because the comics don't even make sense. Like Submariner number one is pretty expensive. It's not that it's dropping now, but it was getting like pretty expensive. Right. But he's in like so many books before that that are worth like nothing like, <laughs> like he starts out like tells the astonished 70 with the hulk and that book you can get it for like a hundred bucks mm-hmm. like and then like iron man submariner number one predates both iron man number one and submariner number one <laughs> it's a one shot and that book you can get a pretty clean copy like an 8-0 for like four hundred dollars it was like iron man number one all of a sudden it's worth like nine hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Same thing. I'm like, this book is before that book. <laughs> like, it's so weird to me. They want number ones, bro. They don't want one it is shots. a number one. They want number ones. <laughs> they don't want specials. God damn it. Yeah, uh, annuals and specials have always gotten shitty. I'm I'm a hundred percent down for d- 
making like I don't know that I would see like when Superman came out, his suit looked a little bit different than we're all used to. That's fine. It's okay. Like it's gonna be fine. He's still Superman. If he was wearing <laughs> cotton fucking red underwear on the outside of his pants, it would look weird. It's okay. Like if he came out in a Wakandan outfit, then then I might be like, what the fuck's going on? But then I'd be like, all right, let's see it play out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm just that guy. Like it's okay. He doesn't have to look and act exactly like what's on the page as long as you're capturing the character. That's all. That's all that matters. He doesn't have to look fucking 100% like he did in a Speedo with fucking whatever. Like, it's just not who he has to be. He just has to be Namor. It's such a weird thing, too, because it's so just based on whatever people feel like at the time. Like, when X-Men came out, people weren't like, why the fuck isn't Wolverine in the yellow thing? (laughs) Because it would look stupid as fuck on TV. (laughs) Like... It looks cool in comics and on cartoons. It would not look that cool in real life. And, I mean, his most popular movie, he's just in regular clothes. Logan is fucking crazy popular, yeah. and he just looks like a dude. <laughs> like, But you know it's Wolverine because he acts like Wolverine. Yeah. That's what matters. Like, none of the other bullshit is that important. Yeah, it's probably the best X-Men movie, too. <laughs> even though there's only two X-Men in it. And Professor X is not even really an X-Man. <laughs> what did you give Werewolf by Nine? I gave it a 92. I mean, like a 90. All right, all right. So we gave it a 91. I think I would have much rather it been like a longer production or a TV show. And I, I, I assume that this is a testing of the waters to see, okay, we can Me put too. them in more shit. Yeah. I think it was a huge testing. I think from the time, for how long it is, to like how they shot it, I think they wanted to test a lot of random yeah. shit here. And like just be like, will this fly? It's like, oh, it did fly. So uh, beware of the man thing comics that are going to be way more expensive now. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure sure all the keys (laughs) have already gone up. I haven't looked into it because I'm like, he's interesting, but he's still not a comic book character. I'm going to (laughs) collect. Maybe I'll just start collecting firsts of everything and just see what happens. I mean, when it, when it comes out, I do like, if it's like a brand new thing, I'm like, yeah, fucking put it on there. (laughs) You never know when you get that Miles Morales fucking worth a billion dollars. Buddy, that would have been that would have been crazy to collect at the time. I have the first appearance of Miles Morales, but it's like but here's the thing, it's like I said it before. I still think that book is falsely inflated because you might be the only Spider Man fan I know who doesn't own it. And for some reason it's worth a thousand dollars, like in the regular I'm like every comic book fan that I know that's been a comic book fan that long right. owns that book. And multiple copies, some people. So I'm like, how's it worth so much money? <laughs> Like, I think it's just false. Like, <laughs> But I mean, I, th- I think the same can be said for a lot of old books. I think that they're just more expensive because they're not around as much anymore. Like, uh, all of, I mean, all of Marvel's that way. Like, Bronze Age Marvel books yeah. and stuff. Like, First Prince of X-Men is not an uncommon book. It's just falsely, like... Uncommon in what sense, though? Uncommon, like... As far as numbers that exist. That's a, like, There are people who own 40 copies of it, and that's why it costs as much. But, like, as the market popularity dwindles and, like, it's cyclical. Like, Wolverine will not always be, like, as popular as he is at this moment. Then those people will start to release those books into the community because they're not worth holding on to 40 copies. Right. And you're already seeing it. Like, Giant Size X-Men number one, First Prince of Wolverine. Like, those have already dropped significantly from their boom. It's because those books don't exist. It's why, I like, I specifically stay more in, like, the – very early silver or golden age of DC because those books are actually not around. Like if a like first appearance of Bizarro, I've been hunting the copy that I want for quite a while. Now it's a Superboy book. That book, there are not a lot of copies of it. It will never be less 
worth less than it is. Right. Now. So like that's where in collecting that makes sense to me. But like, well, I think spend like your money however you want to spend it. But like, right, right, right. I think like Amazing Fantasy number one. Well, I mean that shit's fucking not around at it, all. That's a, that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of like Superman, his first appearance is popular because it's his first appearance, but it's also because like those books just don't exist anymore. And Amazing Fantasy was also done at a time when Marvel was using very shit. Uh, quality paper so like that is actually a fairly scarce book to get in good grade same thing with like hulk number one like i don't know they were printing that on like toothpick rewash paper <laughs> or some shit cause every copy i've ever seen of it just looks like someone wiped their ass with it 85 times <laughs> and it's not even that old of a book it's just like i mean it is old but it's not like crazy old so werewolf by night we gave it 91 go watch it it came as to, i think it came to everybody's a surprise but it's it's really good it's it's something we should you should definitely watch if you haven't at this I point you know they were fucking putting it out <laughs> advertise <laughs> yeah buddy it was it was it was first place stream when it came out so i I think they do well. Um, well I think it's because everyone has Disney Prime, but like, I feel like their Star Wars shit—they just advertise a lot more than their Marvel shit on their site. I think it's because the the Star Wars shit has gotten way more flack than their Marvel stuff. <laughs> I mean, the collectability would still be the like, come roof, on, though, come on, guys, get watch Star Wars. Star Wars is still like huge. Oh yeah, uh, Andor. I've heard nothing but great things about Andor. I haven't watched all of it. If you want to make heard, money I've flipping really comics too? Fuck, like the new Star Wars comics were ridiculous money all the time. Like, I do have, I do collect new Star Wars. So the new characters on there fucking skyrocket real fast. Yeah. But totob.com, Werewolf by Night, go check it out. We gave it a ninety-one. Um, Facebook.com/slash Thinking Outside the Long Box and YouTube, uh, Thinking Outside the Long Box. Go watch and see all of those things. Um, until next time, I'm one. I'm Doyle. We will catch you guys later. Right. Bye. Woo. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. Make sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production. Ah!